I always knew I wanted to be an attorney. I just like helping people. Are you okay? Do you need any help? Thanks, Christopher. I've been in Vegas helping the little guy since I was a little guy. Are we any good at helping you win? No, we're great. Call us now for help with your injury case. I'm David Kohlmeyer, the founder of the Las Vegas Legal Network. The reason why I started the Legal Network is that I noticed that consumers were looking for lawyers and they didn't know what to look for, who to call, where to go. My goal was to create the Legal Network in Las Vegas to help people find the right lawyer to help them depending upon their legal case. I'm not an attorney. This is a lawyer referral network that is helping people get the right lawyer when they need it the most. We offer 24 hours a day, seven days a week, where we have lawyers in the network ready and available to help people whatever their situation or whatever their problem is. Whether they got arrested, an accident, injured, family law cases, whatever legal matter, the Las Vegas Legal Network is here to help people in Clark County. Hey, this is David Colmeyer. Welcome to The Problem Solver. Every single week here, Tuesday, 6 p.m., we are here at The Problem Solver, Sticky Paws Studio at 215 and Rainbow, right behind the new UFC building. We're here solving problems every single week. We have Danny Miner, who's the co-host. Thanks, Danny, for coming today again. Let's go. Danny the legend. <laughs> today, we have beautiful Madison Fulton. Thanks so much for her co-hosting today. Thank you for having me. Madison's unbelievable. She's great, and she's helping us today. So I wanted to, uh, today... A uh, few different topics, you know, just kind of give the update in general. I wanted to talk a little bit of the update about Lake Mead situation. Give us a little update, Danny, in regards to what's going on in regards to the drought. And I know you go out there quite a bit just to recreational. Give us an update about Lake Mead um, 
And just to recap, we, we did do that challenge of a $5,000 reward, which was supposed to be a crime prevention initiative to put closure if there was another body found in a barrel, kind of helping law enforcement as well, a little bit of search and rescue pressure law enforcement. Right. Um, so what's the update? What's going on in Lake Mead? Well, the lake went down another six feet over the last month. That's okay. what they're reporting. So I don't see any... Uh, help for Lake Mead in the near future. And I, I'm surprised our politicians aren't doing something since it gives drinking water to all of us. I, I just don't get it. Uh, but we all, you know, they found that second body. And like we talked about right away, they said it was no foul play. So the second body, they're saying definitely not foul play. The first body, if they're looking for DNA on that first body, it's going to take six months, eight months for that DNA to come back. So I'm, I'm sure we're not going to hear about that for a while. And I know now they have the FBI looking into it also. Did you see that in the news? I did. The FBI is now involved in that that first barrel case. Madison, what's your thoughts in regards to this body situation like me? Do you, I, want, do you want to go swimming at Lake Mead these days or not really? No, I always had a little like inkling that Lake Mead was a little sketchy. You know, the mafia was here back in the day. This was, it's probably not foul play. Who who goes to the bottom of Lake Mead? Like nobody's it just... appears some people. <laughs> well, we're finding them right now. I mean, this is the time to find them. Right. Those are probably from way, way back then. Just to recap in regards to the situation, a lot of people don't know that I think it's two, three hundred feet that where we're at right now, so when they found the second body after we did, the Problem Solver Show did a news release uh, discussing a challenge, again, not not to make fun of the situation, we did it as a crime prevention initiative for divers to locate a second body. We had two people go out and they were scuba diving and they were just diving recreational and then they did find the second body in like a sandbar. They were digging a little bit. They were doing a little bit more research and they called the Problem Solver Show saying, hey, we found the body. Now, it wasn't a body in a barrel, which is specific to the challenge, um, so to say there's some rules certified are, divers, certified yeah. divers to make sure we do it, you know, correctly. We did find out through Lake Mead that you needed to have certain permits and so on as things came out, because when it's um, archaeological or historical or criminal activity, you need a permit, which we didn't know in regards to the show. So we want people to follow the rules, but at that point in time, they located a second body. They called us. We said, "Hey, it's a it's a crime scene. Like you you found the body, right? You need to call the police." After we told them that, they called the police. Please come out, make a crime scene, and. At this point in time, they're saying that that particular body is, um, they don't feel that there's any type of foul play, but the truth is we really don't know. Danny, what, what's your thoughts? Well, I think what they think, and a lot of people don't notice, about 23 people die at Lake Mead a year. I mean, that that's a lot. It's a dangerous lake when it gets windy out there. I'm out there a lot. If I look at the news and it's over 10 mile an hour winds, I don't even go out because it you can drown out there very quickly. The wind changes. Uh, so I believe they probably think it's a drowning victim because there's been a lot of drowning victims at Lake Mead where they never found the bodies. And I know in that particular area, there was a drowning victim years back on a sales boat, a sailboat. The one thing that's kind of interesting, I feel, I think it's a little bit too soon. Maybe, maybe they may be trying to make the public feel a little bit safer. But if they were, if they were, you know, if it was a homicide, it's very possible because there's no flesh on, on the actual body. They could have been drowned. They could have been stabbed. Something could have happened to them in general. So we we don't really know. I guess once you do the DNA and we figure out who it is, you know, maybe back in, we would figure out from a few years back, you know, it was a drowning person or maybe that person, you know, went missing. They didn't know. So it'd be right. very, very interesting. So I actually feel very connected to the second body that was located because, because we did a news release and we basically offered this challenge and people went out. Now the question is, if we didn't offer the challenge, we I would honestly believe that we would have not have located that that second body because they were digging in the sand. I mean, no one's just really just digging in the sand for no reason, but because of the $5,000 people were digging. Right. 
I, I agree. We we helped get that other body. And and then people going out, too. You got to give them credit. They found the body, you know what I mean? But I think our show should get some credit for finding that, that second body. So anyway, the update is we're waiting for the DNA, FBI. I know myself, Danny. We're going to go down to the actual the, uh, the mob museum just to talk to some historians, talk to them in general. Over the next month or two, right, goes down another 5 feet, 10 feet, 20 feet, 30 feet. You know, it's, it's actually getting pretty bad. We're going to see what else kind of pops up. Some people say, hey, there's nothing left in Lake Mead, but we feel with your look. How many, how many bodies do you think there are in Lake Mead? It's not a laughing matter, but like, I guess we have to, sometimes you have to laugh at something in general, but right. how many bodies do you think that are in Lake Mead? At least like 15 more. Like 15 you got to think of all the crime that happened in Vegas. We were a hotspot for the mafia, the mob, all this. Okay. So why wouldn't there be all these bodies? Okay, so we're going to come back for a quick break. When we come back from that break, I want to discuss what the Problem Solver Show is doing because the goal for us is to solve some problems and be creative and what we're going to do. So when we get back, we're going to talk about something unusual that the Problem Solver is going to do most likely come September 1st. So we'll be back in a quick minute. Looking good and sounding good has never been more simple. At Sticky Pod Studios, we strive to make it as easy as possible to reach your audience. Our state-of-the-art podcasting facility enables you to come in, sit down, and speak to your audience. We handle the tech. It's that simple. Visit our website or DM us on Instagram at StickyPod Studios. We'll see you soon. I always knew I wanted to be an attorney. I just like helping people. Are you okay? Do you need any help? Thanks, I've been in Vegas helping the little guy since I was a little guy. Are we any good at helping you win? No, we're great. Call us now for help with your injury case. Hey, we're back here at The Problem Solver. Thanks so much for joining us again. Again, we have Danny Miner. We have Madison Fulton joining us today, co-hosting. Thanks, you guys, for joining again. So we talked about solving problems, and one of the things we came up with, because of the the reward and the challenge, we've got a lot of publicity to show, and we made it all over the world, about 15 different TV stations and news reporters calling from all over. They're still calling in regards to this because, you know, they, could, they like the fact that it's like, um, it's actually weather and it's crime. Somehow that weather and crime, you know, because of the drought situation. So a lot of people are picking up. I literally, we were in the paper in, I think it was like Venezuela on Sunday, <laughs> Indonesia on Thursday, and it's all coming, you know, I think I sent you some of the articles. That was crazy, yeah. So the question really comes down to, as the problem solver, the goal is to always constantly come up with a way of solving problems. So what we decided to do was, and this was an old idea that I had, and it just kind of came up, is to create something called the Las Vegas Crime Solvers, which would be reenactment of crimes or getting the community involved in helping solve crimes. So it sounds a little bit interesting and funny and different, but the whole point is when I was a police officer, we used to say that police that crime is not a police problem. And people say, what are you talking about? Like crime is a community problem. The goal is to have the community involved in helping solve crime. So the goal was to come up with a TV show, which is a little bit different from the problem solver, and then there would be reenactment or be interviewed, kind of a cold case uh, investigation. We interview people, we do reenactment, and we share people's story. And we'll say, you know what? If you're able to help solve that crime, there will be a $5,000 reward, $2,500 reward, $50,000 reward, depending upon the situation. Funding can either be from, to be from the Las Vegas Crime Solver Show, which would be a new show I'm thinking about September 1. Right. 
It could from be from some people mentioned, hey, there's a crime that's involved in family. I have no problem donating money as a reward if I can close get some closure to find out what happened to my family member, my father, my grandfather in general. So there's a lot of people that like this concept. We did start LasVegasCrimeSolvers.com, which right now goes to the Problem Solver dot Vegas app where there's just a little bit of information, but we will ask people on this particular, um, we'll, ask, we'll start asking people now, if you believe that you have a cold case or a crime that you want to be solved, go to Las Vegas Crime Solvers, put in your name and information, a little bit of a comments. Uh, there will be a QR code on the screen that you would scan that takes you to the Problem Solver app. And from there, go to Crime Solvers and fill in the information. And we're going to be taking people's names and numbers. And we're going to come up with different um episodes that we can interview people they can come on the show do reenactment we have some local actors in town we have some local car dealerships right now that want to supply different cars like if they said it was a red car and there was a robbery or someone got shot or something so a lot of businesses want to help out in general and i think it's great so it's a little bit different than crime stoppers explain how crime stoppers how that crime stoppers program because it's all over the u.s compared to how we want to do the crime solvers program what i think is and and you put it you put it perfect. The police do not solve crimes. The community solve crimes. 90% of the crimes solved out there are solved by the community. The police get there afterwards. We're just note takers and try to put facts together. The community solves the crime. And with this, you got people that have loved ones missing, uh, loved ones that were murdered, that were never solved. I mean, I can't even imagine living with that. If somebody in my family was murdered and it was never solved. So what we could do is we can bring this, refresh this case because there's somebody out there that knows something about this case. Every case out there, somebody heard something, somebody knows something. So if we could bring a case back to light, somebody that was never solved or somebody that's missing here in Vegas, that's what I think we should do. And I think that's what we're going to do other than Crime Stoppers. Crime Stoppers is, hey, we want to solve this, you know, call in, give a tip. We're going to give more than tips. We're going to have a whole show dedicated to that case. We're going to bring witnesses on. If it takes two shows, it takes three shows. We want to solve cases here that were never solved here in Las Vegas. I love it. Uh, Bate, um, Madison, what do you think in regards to this situation? Like, what do you think about this concept? Um, you're probably not knowledgeable in regards to Crime Stoppers, but what we want to do. What do you, what's your opinion? I think it's a better, not a better, but a cool concept because you're like actually affecting change in your community. It's a little bit more, you know, interactive. You're getting like stuff done. I like it. Okay. Any, any other suggestions that you could add? I mean, I know I'm just throwing this out there. Um, Maybe if you want to like connect with the community more, like do like what he was doing with the live and like have people come on because then it's like instant, like you can talk about, get these people on. I would suggest that. You mean live on? Like so, TikTok. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically having a live feed of the show. Yeah. Because then you get that instant interaction with the community. Okay. Engagement. Yeah. Interaction. Okay. Okay. Like we're looking for different ideas and suggestions. If other people in the community, if you have ideas and suggestions of how to make the program well, like I said, we are, we are, we do have several different production companies that are coming to us and say, we want to do this. We think specifically the Lake Mead situation at first. But there's a lot, there's some different, you know, anniversaries that are coming up of people that have that, that have died. Not that we're going to talk about it today, that the crimes are still unsolved, and we can still, you know, bring those things up and try to bring justice to those cases, to those people that have been murdered or other crimes that have been committed. It doesn't just have to be murder, but I mean that is a major topic. What do you think? I, I just want to say one thing here in this segment here before we go. Uh, if you have uh, a loved one that was murdered, missing, here in the Las Vegas area, email us. Go to our website, email us. 
if you want something solved, something that's been a long time that they need resolved, contact us. That's what we're here for. That's what we want to do. We want to help the community. All right. So again, if you want to get involved, if you have a cold case, if you have a family member that there was a crime that was unsolved, go to LasVegasCrimeSolvers.com, which again, takes you to an app. You'll fill in the information. There's a QR code that's going to be on the screen. Scan the code, fill in the information, let other people know. There will be a news release that will go out from our show asking for people that if there are cold cases to contact us. And again, reenactment, uh, reward money for help solving the crime in general. So I'm excited about it in general. I think it's going to be a really cool show. Uh, different than just a co- podcast setting that we have like TV and podcasts, but really reenactment and and going through the case where it may trigger other people saying, oh my God, I remember that orange car or something happened, you know? And we want to make the phones ring. We have some new vanity phone numbers that people can call, whether it's for tip money or to share, you know, um, to help solve the crime, you know? So that's that's basically where we're at right now. So again, I'm excited for to be part of it. And again, please, if anybody wants to be part of it, let us know. All right, so we're going to take a, a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, some reform that's taking place in Las Vegas and all throughout the nation. Um, so we'll be back in a quick minute. Stand out from the noise. Podcasting is one of the great wonders to start creating content for your brand. At Sticky Paw Studios, you have a professional studio with audio and video podcasting capabilities to hit every angle of your market. We have in-house editors who are ready to create micro pieces of content from your podcast to post on social media as well. You come in, sit down, and we handle the tech. It's that simple. Visit our website or DM us on Instagram at Sticky Paw Studios. See you soon. <coughs> that was weird. It happens all the time. <laughs> Injured? Call 602 Hurt. Car accident? Call 602 Hurt. Pacific West Injury Law, a firm that focuses on you. Our firm is dedicated to you and your recovery. No fee until we win. Millions recovered. Here when you need us. Hey, it's David Colmeyer, the problem solver. Welcome back. Again, Danny Miner. And we have Madison Fulton co hosting today. Thanks so much, guys. As we're wrapping up the third segment of the problem solver today, I wanted to talk about other consequences to people that are committing crime these days in general. Now, today I heard a crazy story about a woman who was at a gas station, had some guests. What's the story with that, Danny? Well, I guess she was at a business here in Las Vegas, and she was trying to light the building on fire. She had a can of gas. Somebody goes over to get this detective that's at the gas station. The detective goes over there, and she pours gas on him. And he tries to get the lighter out of her hand so she doesn't light him on fire. And a judge released her on bail. So she is released. She's back there out in the community. She only tried to kill a cop and light a business on fire. No big deal. Just release her. Now, I don't know the whole story, but originally, uh, Madison, the judge said it was a $13,000 bail, which to me is still a little low because DUI and domestic battery is about Mm $5,000. And you probably don't know this, but when you want to get someone out of jail, it's 15% for a bail bondsman to be used the fee. So 15% of $10,000 is $1,500. Right. So you, you basically use a small percentage. Unless you have $10,000, you can go down and bring $10,000, and then you can get someone released, and then you get your money back when I believe when the case is over with. In this situation, a second judge just released them without the bail. The bail normally makes it harder for someone to get out or make sure that they show back to court. But it's a crazy situation in general. I'm not sure the whole story, but... 
it just doesn't make sense. Why would you release someone that is going to start a fire at a gas station that pours gasoline over a Las Vegas Metro detective? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. If people know you can do these type of things, things will get worse. Crime will get worse. Uh, one of the things I would say is when I was a cop in New York City, Rudy Giuliani, whether you love the guy, you dislike the guy, he was hard on crime. and He made the New York City police officers increase citations and arrests on quality of life issues. This is not even a quality of life issue. Like starting a fire is a felony. It's an arson. So we have to be tough on crime in these situations. It's the same reason why some people think they could just shoot a police officer or they don't care or be disrespectful or do different things. Now, I understand, you know, if you don't like the police, that's one thing in general. But, you know, to shoot at a cop or to put gasoline on a police officer and then get released, what do you think? What's that message to the rest of the community of, you know, what you can do? And that's and eventually you may not be a police officer. You may be a victim of a crime or your mother, or your father, or your brother, or your sister in general. So it's kind of craziness in general. What's your take, uh, Madison, in regards to this this is what they, they call jail reform. Mm -hmm. What's your take in regards to crime and getting and people being released? Everyone has a different opinion. So I believe, you know, people are getting let out on bail. The people that are getting let out and can afford this are only people who can afford it. And the people that are left that can't afford it are stuck in jail with all these crazy people so i definitely think there should be some sort of reform that is making everyone accountable of their actions with and without with or without money you know what i mean mm -hmm. so you believe in reform but in this situation with um this particular woman you know regards to pouring gasoline yeah she may have no criminal history from the past Right. So maybe but, they, that's what they released. So do you think that it's serious enough they should keep her? Oh, they definitely. I feel like they should keep her. Definitely should not release her or okay. release her to a mental health like professional or like asylum. Because this, if this is one crime she's willing to commit with a police officer right in front of her, mm -hmm. what is there to say she's not going to do something crazier without, you know, people to stop her? You know what I mean? Okay. What you take then? So this is jail reform. The big thing now is gun reform. Like everyone's on TV and with the shootings. I mean, of course, it's a very sad situation with with guns. I think there's millions and millions of guns on the street in general. What you take in regards to gun reform? I mean, good people want firearms. It's their their right to to bear arms. You believe that people their firearms should be taken. And again, everyone has a different opinion. And it's, we all respectful here in general. What do you, what you take on that? I mean, because you're younger. Then Danny and myself, and we have a different takes on it because we're retired law enforcement. But what's your take on it? I believe 100% that there should be gun reform and people should be getting guns taken away from them. There needs to be more education and more background because obviously these guns are getting into the hands of the wrong people. Good or bad, I feel like the human life is more important than having a gun. All right. So the bottom line is you think gun reform, you think that a lot, a lot of guns should come off the street. Yes. Right, in general. And one of our concerns, Danny, what's your concern in regards to taking guns off the street from, from people? Like, do Are bad people giving up their guns? <laughs> well, I mean, I respect... If they, if they say tomorrow, like, hey, all the guns right now are going to come down to the nearest police station, drop off your firearm. Are the bad people going to do that? No. Are, we, are we too far away? We're too this? far away. That, it, here's the thing. My, my thing is, you could pass any gun law you want. I call them feel-good laws. You, you pass these laws and everybody feels good. But the truth is it's not going to make a difference because the bad guy, like I think I was telling you on, on the podcast, the bad guy don't go to Walmart and buy his gun or he doesn't go to Dick's Sporting Goods or, or uh, where Sportsman they, where, where Warehouse. Do where do they go? They go to the corner in the bad area town and they sit there for about five minutes and then somebody comes and sells them a gun. The reason I know this is I worked undercover. So I worked undercover drugs. I've bought drugs on the streets. 
We were able to buy drug, I mean, guns on our streets in our city in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, within three minutes. So they would throw me out there on the streets and I can have an illegal gun bought in three minutes because they know why I'm standing there. So, you know, when you when you banned all guns, you're only, to my my opinion, and I, I respect your, your opinion, is you're only taking it away from the good guys. Okay, so there's a lot of different reform, jail reform, gun reform. Uh, I want to show a quick video. We're going to critique Danny and myself, which is something new, is a video of a way of trying to prevent, you know, police officers and people like fighting with, you know, a bad guy in the driver's seat of a car. Let's show a quick video over here on the screen if you're watching it. And let's critique Danny and I to see whether or okay. not this is going to work out well in the future. All right. All right, so basically what it is, we're looking at a police officer driving a car. It's a robot. It's actually kind of funny. There's a police helmet that's there. The police officer, right, has a screen inside his patrol vehicle. He's literally looking at the driver. A ticket's being printed out. The, the driver of the car is taking the ticket like they work at CVS, and then all of a sudden the driver just drives away. Um, again, this is you know a roving police vehicle with a robot camera giving tickets. Now, I kind of laugh if this is a really bad area. I think the robot's not going to make it. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think robot lives matter, too, in the future. But I think I think when it rolls back, they'll be like missing the TV, missing the thing. Like you have to make an insurance claim after you're done with it. But um, real quick, what's your take on that? I think it's a little crazy, but it does. Traffic stops and domestic violence are the two uh, dangerous things a police officer does. When he pulls a car over, it's very dangerous because they don't know who it's, who's in there. And domestic violence, same thing. So it does give the cop more safety. Definitely gives the cop more safety. Mass. But I don't know if towns are going to be able to afford this, Dave. This is going to be expensive. It'll be expensive unless, unless yeah, robots are yeah. cheaper in, in Harrisburg. Right. What's your take on that? Um, it's necess not necessarily my take, but Chase's take. When he was talking about how they stop a lot of the interactions, the bad interactions with police, like people getting killed, it really eliminates that whole you know issue. Got which it. I feel like, you know, a second look at it, that would be, you know, probably really good. But I feel like it's also a waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future. Anyway, so thanks so much, guys, for co-hosting the show today in general. Every single week, we're trying to solve some problems, be creative in general. Um, again, uh, theproblemsolver.vegas is an app. You can give us a call anytime if you have some problems. Um, every single week, Tuesday, uh, 6 p.m., Channel 14. Thanks so much for joining us, and be safe. We'll see you next week. I always knew I wanted to be an attorney. I just like helping people. Are you okay? Do you need any help? Thanks, Christopher. I've been in Vegas helping the little guys since I was a little guy. Are we any good at helping you win? No, we're great. Help with your injury case.